John chapter 4. Let's turn there and I'll share a few brief thoughts from John chapter 4 before we take a communion together. Right, question for you. When's the most thirsty you've ever been? Let your living water flow. What a great song that, fly, that flows into this. So when is the most thirsty you've ever been in your life so far? What was going on? What happened? Why were you so thirsty? Yes. I was herding goats in the southwest of France in 35, 40 degrees of heat. Wow. Herding goats yes. in 35 Celsius. You'd be thirsty. Absolutely. Yeah. Summer solstice, running in 25 Celsius, 10K. My hat's off to you. <laughs> well done. Yes, Osa. Yesterday. Yeah. Why were you so thirsty yesterday? Because I ate lots of food. Because you ate lots of food. And I would submit you were running around a lot and playing Jenga. I remember. That was fun. Uh, you were there. Yes. Uh, so, another hand. Yes. You were thirsty and your bottle was empty. It's a tragedy. Have you got some water today? Yes. Okay. All right. I hope you all have. Bill? I was in an army in a patrol in 44 degrees. Oh, gosh. And wow. Eight of us and we came across a garage with a coke machine and we drank 64 cokes in 10 minutes. <laughs> 64 cokes in 10 minutes. Eight, Not eight each. Eight each. You were that thirsty. <laughs> And then you were pretty wired after that for a while, I would imagine, the we caffeine and the sugar. never got rid of it until 10 o'clock at night. Uh, <laughs> any more? Any more? Very thirsty, yes. <sighs> that was a football match, right? A whole 90 minutes? Wow, that's hot, man. Yeah? You were thirsty? Um, uh, at PE, um, I didn't bring my water bottle out and... Um, and I wasn't in the shade. You weren't in the shade. That's tough, isn't it? When you get in the sun the whole time. All right, any more? I'll give you that for a second. Yes, uh, okay. okay. I went to boarding school in Nigeria and had to go, had to, go to the communal tap to get all your water. And I was frequently thirsty and even resorted to stealing people's water. Stealing. <laughs> wow. I was too lazy. So you took somebody else's water. It was done to me as well. So, uh, <laughs> so you're wrong, don't make it right again. <laughs> it was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. You were a different person then. <laughs> I, I, the, the, the most thirsty I've ever been, twice I would say, uh, one was when I was on holiday in Italy. And I was in the north of Italy and I had a day, I was with a friend, but he didn't want to go where I wanted to go. So I took a train down to Pompeii. I'd always wanted to go to Pompeii. So I took a train down there just for the day to look around. And I forgot to take any money with me. And I ran out of money. I ran out, I didn't have any food. I didn't have uh, anything to drink in the south of, you know, in Pompeii, which is a very hot part of Italy in the summer. I, I almost passed out. But, that, but the football thing, that's the thing though. The thirstiest for sure I've ever been. A lot of us could probably relate to this. I mean, if you've played, 90 minutes or more of football in the sun in the summer or rugby the same thing playing playing a football in in Joburg one time actually was pretty intense with the sun all day so we all know what it's like to be thirsty are you thirsty now are you thirsty at the moment 
because I have something for you. If, if any of you are are thirsty, I, I thought it was back there somewhere, wasn't it? I, someone was thirsty. I can help you out. Uh, oh, you're all right. Oh, oh, you are all right. Okay. No, it's uh, it's not very pleasant to be to be thirsty, but it's, isn't it a wonderful one of the best? One of the worst feelings is that parched sense. But one of the most wonderful experiences of life is to be that thirsty and then to get your favorite drink, whatever it is that really slakes your thirst, maybe something really cold. And that maybe it's water or maybe it's something with a particular flavor and, and it, you drink it and the, the sense of relief that literally washes over you and touches you from somehow the top of your head to the, to the tips of your toes and just makes you feel like a whole different person. Isn't that a wonderful feeling? And sometimes to appreciate being given what we need, we have to first need it. And this is a lot of what Jesus is about for us. Jesus fulfills needs that we have, but we have to feel that need for us to really feel refreshed and for our thirst to be assuaged. In John chapter 4, we've got a situation which we'll pick up in verse 4. So John 4, verse 4. It says about Jesus that he had to go through Samaria and he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given his son. Jacob's well was there. So, okay, it's like your, your water's tap, was it? Uh, okay, all right. The well was there at Jesus tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy the food. The woman said, you're a Jew, I'm a Samaritan, how can you ask me for a drink? Uh, we don't associate. He said, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with. The well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well, drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus said, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. And the woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and I have to keep coming here to draw water. And we'll stop there. So what kind of thirst is she talking about? What kind of thirst is going on here? What kind of thirsting is we think Jesus is talking about and this whole discussion is about? What kind of thirst? I mean, Jesus is thirsty for sure. He says he, uh, he needs a drink. He's asking her for a drink, but then they go into a whole other discussion here about what it means to be hungry and thirsty. Take a few minutes to talk to somebody next to you. Let's have a chat. So chat to somebody next to you. What kind of thirst are we talking about here? What is this discussion all about? Have a conversation with somebody for two minutes. What are we talking about? Yes. Right. So we moved, started with 
physical water, moved on to a spiritual perspective about God and what we need from Him. Okay, all right. All right, what else? Thank you. Right. She couldn't go with the other women at the pool of the day. This is somebody who has a few problems and challenges in life, we'd yeah. say. Yeah. And partly we know that, at least already in the story, because she's going to the well at the time of day when you wouldn't normally go to the well. So she's probably ostracized from the rest of the village. Yeah. We'll learn more about her challenges in a moment. Yes, okay, so there's some, something going on there. All right, thirst, yes. Mm. Jesus is talking about God, isn't he? He moves on from saying he's, he wants a drink and then, oh, but there's a different kind of thirst. Yeah, it's a spiritual point. Thank you. All right. I think Jesus also wanted her to know that almost just as easy as it is to draw that water and drink it, it's also quite easy for, for him to give her mm. the kind of like, spiritual water that she Right. Excellent point. Good. One more, two more. I think also that, that at that point, Jesus is, I don't know how to sort of explain it, but you know, sometimes people need you to name the emotion because they can't pinpoint it themselves. She, there's obviously stuff going on for her and, and Jesus is, is at that point almost labeling it for giving her the answers to that discontent and lack of peace right yeah she's hinting already at the fact that there's something deep yeah. that she needs isn't there yeah. so let me make a thought give you a thought on this and then we'll go on to the next part of the story the the key perhaps phrase that's used in this passage or this part of it is when jesus says that he will give the water that uh, is a, becomes a spring of life welling up to eternal life now we tend to think in our Western religious tradition of that as meaning, oh, oh, so this is how she gets saved. But actually the phrase eternal life in this context means more than just that, if I can put it that way. It does mean that in a sense, but it's more than that. It's about a new life because the eternal life begins now and extends into eternity. So it's about a new life. And so what he's offering her is not just, if you like, salvation. He's offering her a new life. And she knows she needs that. We sense that already. And now we go on to see that because he says to her, go and call your husband. That's what you need to do. And in verse 16, and she says something that we think Jesus probably already knew somehow, which is, I have no husband. And so he says, yeah, I, um, I agree with that. You're right. You've had five. And the one you now have, that man, he's actually not your husband. What you've said is quite true, and I don't know how she reacted to that, uh, whether it was shame or embarrassment or just stunned surprise as to how this stranger would know such a thing. We don't know exactly, but she takes the, uh, the approach here in verse 19 of uh, saying, uh, I can see you're a prophet. So she, knowing what prophets mean, and for her, she would understand that to mean God's word has come to me. What is she thirsty for? 
She's thirsty for a change. She's thirsty for a new life. I would say perhaps she's thirsty for grace. She's admitting and agreeing, my life has not been what, it was, what it's meant to be. It's not right by God. She has, she's now saying, yes, Jesus, you are thirsty at the well, but of the two of us, I'm the more thirsty. And I need what you have. You are the prophet. And um, he goes on to say that a time is coming, in verse 21, when you're going to worship the Father not on this mountain nor in Jerusalem, Samaritans worship what you don't know. We worship what we do know. Salvation is from the Jews. That's the new life. The time is coming and now come. True worshippers will worship the Spirit, the Father in the Spirit and in truth. They're the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is Spirit. His worshippers must worship in the Spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that Messiah, called Christ, is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. How to get this. How to get this right kind of worship. How to get this thirst dealt with. How to get grace. How to get this new life. Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. Finally, it's fully revealed that he has the answers to her thirst, her thirstiness. Her life was transformed. We haven't got time today to go into the rest of the passage. But you'll probably know, most of us here, that what happens as a result is that her life is transformed. She goes into the village, tells everybody about this. They all come out and speak to him. And many, it says, believed. Many believed. And this is Samaritans, not Jews. These are the people who, they weren't friends. Let's put it mildly, right? They hated each other. And it shows us that the hungry want something. The thirsty rather want something. The thirsty need Jesus. It doesn't matter what background they're from or where they're from. If they know they're thirsty, then they will be attracted to Jesus. Like so many of us here, we know what it means to be spiritually thirsty. We know what it means to feel that desperate need for a new start, a fresh start in life. And there are many people in this park today. They're thirsty, aren't they? I mean, very thirsty in the, in the heat. But deeper than that. They're thirsty for something so, they're so desperately thirsty for a new life, for a fresh start, for grace, for forgiveness, for hope, for a vision. Isn't this what Jesus gives her? A fresh vision for her life. So as we, as we take bread and wine, we're drinking some fruit of the vine as a memorial of what Jesus did for us. But as we drink that and it satisfies or reminds us that Jesus has satisfied our spiritual thirst, let's uh, let that thankfulness motivate us, inspire us to offer this same, this same precious life-giving blood fluid to the people around us. Maybe even in this part today. That may be when we go home. Maybe neighbors and friends. We have what they need. I'm going to finish by turning over to John 19. And then we'll pass out the capsules with the emblems of the, for the bread and the wine. In, um, in John 19, let's just turn there. In verse 28, later, this is Jesus on the cross, knowing that everything had now been finished so that scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. 
I think it was a physical thirst. But I sense in perhaps in some ways it was a different kind of thirst. He was losing his life for us. Jesus was willing to be this thirsty for you and me. Jesus became thirsty on the cross because he was thirsty for us to have freedom from our thirst. That's the love of Jesus. That's the grace of Jesus. He embraced thirst so that we could not be thirsty. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for the mercy and grace of Jesus. Thank you for the conversation he had with the woman at the well. Thank you that she had the humility to open her heart to him, to admit her thirst, and to find, to find the, the way for her thirst to be fulfilled, God, so that she could not be thirsty again. We thank you that because of what Jesus has done in our own lives, we have access to this bottomless well of refreshment. And we pray and thank you that because of Jesus, we don't ever have to be thirsty for meaning, for grace, or for hope or a vision. Father, renew our faith in Jesus today. Renew our vision in what Jesus can do today and help us offer this precious fountain of life to the people around us who need it so much. Thank you for Jesus, and we pray in his name. Amen.